This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Marketing Matters on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and of course, children of all ages, a welcome to the program. The Hip Hop Prof is the name, and of course, segmentation, targeting, positioning, and messaging is the game. Listeners, you are to be a saluted on the daily. Baby, please, this is Sirius XM Channel 111, business radio powered by the Wharton School. I'm your host, Americus Reed, and yes, they call me the Hip Hop Prof. Uh, I'm about to get down here in this studio. Listen to me. I'm suspenseful with a pencil. They call me the popular scholar, and I will make your marketing holla. They call me the empirical poet. I'm legit with the logic, so act like you know it. Guys, listen to me very carefully. We're very proud of what we do here. At the Wharton School of Business in 1881, we actually created the first collegiate business school on the planet. We wrote the book on marketing right here on the seventh floor of this venerable institution right here. And John M. Huntsman Hall. And, of course, we had to create a corresponding radio program to bring the knowledge directly to the people. The show is called Marketing Matters, and that's the name of the show. But I need you to know that it's also a declarative statement. You can have the best product in the world, but if nobody knows about it, well... It doesn't matter! Of course, on the flip side, a smart person once said that the worst thing that can happen to a bad product is good marketing. <laughs> Therefore, my friends, you have to have a systematic process of segmentation, targeting, positioning, and messaging. We call that STPM in the marketing world, and we use science and data to help inform this process. I'm your host, Americus Reed. We've got an incredible holiday special show today, so here's what's coming up. At 5 o'clock, we've got Lindsay Roy. She is CMO of Greetings Hallmark Cards, a staple for the holidays for many, many years. At 5.30, we've got Mary Lee Kick. She is the founder and CEO of, wait for it. Buzz balls. I don't have anything there. I just like saying buzz balls. Okay, there you go. Holiday celebrations and booze go hand in hand, so we're going to talk to her about this nifty little stocking stuffer, this little cool little alcoholic beverage that she created and last year sold 20 million bucks worth of this stuff, so very exciting. At 6 o'clock, we've got Steve Wansink. He's account supervisor, Braithwaite Communications. He's an old friend. He's our brand crisis guru. We're going to give a holiday recap of the biggest brand blunders of 2017 and crisis communication tips for the new year in 2018. And finally, at 6.30, ladies and germs, we have a special portion of the show. I call it Classes in Session. I will be taking your calls. Please get ready to call in with your questions around several issues I will be discussing today uh, as we do a version of the classroom on the air live for all the listeners of Channel 111. So with that, we've got a packed show tonight. Let's jump right in and bring in our first guest, Lindsay Roy. Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. Very, very excited to have you here. We appreciate your time. Now, of course, Hallmark is a phenomenal company. And unless you're living in a cave, right, at some point you've bought a Hallmark card, I'm guessing. Uh, tell us a little bit about the company. Tell us a little bit about your approach to this wonderful season. I, I was shocked, actually, when I was reading a little bit on the background of the industry. $6.5 billion a year. That's a lot of cards. Yeah, $6.5 uh, billion cards every wow. year in the U.S., yep. That's incredible. And so how do you keep things going? How do you sustain this business? There's all of this talk about, you know, paper's going to go away and everything's going to go digital, all of this. What's your approach to thinking about some of these issues? Absolutely. Well, like I said, thanks again for having us. Yeah, Hallmark is, you know, um, as you mentioned a little bit about the company, you know, we're a hundred plus year old company, um, you know, right here in Kansas City is where we are um, headquartered. And we, of course, are, you know, in the business of, of greeting cards. And so this is a really important time of the year. And like you just said, you know, it's still such a thriving category. Just in the U.S. alone, six and a half million cards mm-hmm. are purchased and given every year. And, you know, a, a few things just to kind of maybe um, play off what you were just asking there. Okay. We are finding some really exciting, um, you know, news from different consumers experiencing our categories and finding, frankly, there's perennial benefits. So, you know, our category is one that is very unique and different mm. um, that 
for instance, different consumers. So today, millennials will tell you that they love paper, they love tactile experiences, and oh. they love that a card breaks through. It's something different for mm. them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even though digital is changing the way everybody does everything, cards are still as relevant as ever. Mm. It's just, it's a, it's a cool business to work on. That's incredible. I think that, uh, I know for myself, Lindsay, that I feel like, you know, every time someone sends me one of these e-cards, if you will, it's like yep. this thing that pops into the email, I kind of have a negative reaction to it. I mean, I'm not a millennial, but right. I feel like when I, as soon as I get that, I, I immediately think about, wow, that really took no effort. <laughs> you know, and it's like yeah, right. I, I would almost be happier if you just didn't do anything as yeah. opposed to kind of just. So t- t- talk a little bit about that part of the experience. I mean, to a certain extent, there's a kind of thoughtfulness aspect to getting a card. There is, how do you play into that as a company to create the the right sort of on the back end as the consumer is choosing a product that you're going to be able to deliver that right kind of experience, that thoughtfulness and all of those other kind of wonderful positive things? Yeah, you know, and what you're saying is is what we hear from, you know, our our customers is that a card really does just it, it breaks through even now mm-hmm. more than ever because it shows just like you were saying that someone was thoughtful enough to think of you to say something on purpose. That's something we say here at Hallmark that I love to think about. Like mm. you're taking a minute to say something on purpose to someone else. And you know, a, a quick story, um, you know, that we just recently did for some of your um, you know, listening audience that might be interested as well from a market marketing perspective is we actually went and talked to some people who are lighter users of greeting cards, including millennials and boomers, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I'll just highlight the millennials for a second that we actually gave them a challenge. So for six weeks, we said, send a card a week and don't tell anybody while you're doing it, you know, send or give for six weeks um, a card to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And they went into it like, oh, okay, you know, I, this could be interesting, but okay. you know, no big deal. And what they found was the reaction they got from people mm. was amazing. And, you know, just a few weeks ago, it had been, you know, three or four months since we've done this. We did kind of a where are they now. Oh, <laughs> and, okay. Like a follow-up. Yeah, follow-up. Yeah. And they are sending, you know, more cards, you know, than they ever had in their lives. And the cool thing was they talked about that the relationships mm. had improved because oh. people really do care, especially in these kind of divisive times mm. and mm-hmm. times where everybody's always busy that, you know, wow, this this really breaks through. And so it's been really fun for us to learn about, you know, just continue to, to understand how our benefits resonate with different people for different reasons and, and make sure that we're, you know, telling other people about that. So that's interesting, Lindsay, because it's actually a bit uh, sort of indicative of the point that once you experience this, you may be yeah. actually, you know, one of these digital natives. I'm a digital immigrant, so, you know, I'm not as facile with <laughs> these <love> <laughs> nice. with, with all of these devices as, as some might be. Uh, but like once you ex- once you are pulled into this you're actually it actually all of these positive benefits you actually feel them you actually experience them you actually then pass that on do you do you in the follow up do you talk about the extent to which there is maybe a second or third order effect there in terms of people you know maybe spreading the word about this or or what how does this work yeah, you're, I, I think you, you know, took a page from our playbook because that is, you know, all good actions or frankly, all bad actions as well, you know, mm-hmm. have kind of a trickle effect. And we see that in our category. We call it reciprocity, which basically, you know, means, wow, somebody did something nice for me. And now that inspires me to want to do something for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And we completely see that um, with greeting cards that it really matters to people when they give or get a card. And then it gives them that little time out to say, why aren't I doing Doing this more, mm. or could I do this for that particular situation or occasion? And so, one of the things we've been talking about for next year, and in, in kind of our marketing works, are we know that once again, I mentioned it's divisive times right now, but people are kind of, I think, tired of you know all the negativity out mm. there, mm-hmm. and but we're all a little overwhelmed. Like, how do you change you know everything happening in the world from you know issue X to issue Y? Mm-hmm. But if you can have a bit of control and say, you know what, I'm going to start by making my world better. I'm going to start by making their world better. And to think about that, you know, trickle effect it can have, I think that makes people really realize that, okay, I can do something good. And I'll tell you, it's a privilege to work at a company that you think can play a role in that. Mm -hmm. I think it's also quite fascinating, Lindsay, that there is this, like with a card sort of exchange, there is a kind of reciprocity. This is what you were pointing to earlier. But it's not like, oh, my gosh, someone did something for me. I guess I have to do that. It's it's more like someone did something thoughtful and nice. I think I can do that, too. 
And right. it's that it's that wonderful experience of something that's emotional that that like you were saying, Lindsay, uh, really touches upon these kind of heartstrings that actually creates a kind of pull, if you will, to, to or gravitational pull, I guess I would say, uh, toward that particular engagement activity. Would yes. you say that's a fair characterization? I think that's a completely accurate characterization. You know, a couple of, of additional, you know, nuggets I'll throw on there as well is, you know, last year I was reading, you know, New Year's resolution time, which is upon us again. Mm. And the number one New Year's resolution in the U.S. was, I want to be a better person. Oh. And, you know, for years and years, it's more around, you know, weight loss and some of those <laughs> kinds of goals. <laughs> I would have looked good if I could just get well. the six pack, you know. Now, now it's, I actually want to change the world and be a better person. Yeah, that's I want excellent. to be a better person. Mm-hmm. So there's no better time, you know, to be Hallmark because people People are looking for ways to say, you know, what are simple ways that that I can be a better person, that I can make somebody else's life better? And that's one of the reasons why, you know, our category thrives. Mm. And the the people who kind of know the secret sauce of greeting cards and and are our heaviest users, Mm -hmm. they will tell you that a card is more like giving a piece of your heart. It's more like me making your favorite dinner than it is like, you know, some quick connection Mm. of, um, you know, know, a a digital text or whatever. We know those things are important too, and everybody does them, but a card is a a bit of of a different animal in a good way. And our, like, so the people who know our category the best can articulate it the best in those ways. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this about the competitive landscape, Lindsay. Um, whenever I walk into a retail outlet that sells cards, you are you the the consumer is just bombarded with so many options. It's at least three or four just aisles of cards. Yes, and I can tell you with certainty I, I, as I sit here and think about it. I can't name another type of card, another brand of card <laughs> besides Hallmark. Uh, how were you guys able to do this? How are you able to just dominate and own this 6.5 billion card uh, selling market? What, what were the things that you set out to do? Tell us a little bit about the, the history there and how you ended up sort of being such a defining uh, category leader. Yeah, yeah. I, I I love that question. It's one I don't get often. And, you know, um, a few things. I mean, one is really Hallmark invented the greeting card category. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you talk about first mover advantage, mm-hmm. and I know some of the other guests that you're going to have coming up this hour, you know, we're talking about some of their new innovations, et cetera. But, mm-hmm. you know, our founder, J.C. Hall, who is the grandfather of our current CEO, and his brother is our, our president, mm-hmm. you know, he started the, the category. And his insight you know, over 100 years ago was postcards were popular of the time when people were starting to have some geographical distance in their lives. But he realized that, you know, maybe people want a little bit more of, 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 of a private medium. Mm-hmm. And so the greeting card was born. And so part of it was just we began there. And then when we've, you know, of course, have our um, visitor center and, and tell people about our history, there were several key kind of nexus points along the way that really built up the brand. And so whether it's things like always having a very high commitment to quality mm-hmm. and the name hallmark of course with a lowercase h is a sign of quality and craftsmanship right and a little interesting note as well i mentioned the founder and our, our family's last name is hall and so it's like the perfect brand name <laughs> and it means quality but hall is part of hallmark mm. and then you know you fast forward to you know the 50s and 60s and we created you know the television franchise the hallmark hall of fame at the time nobody was doing anything oh. like this but it was one of those where it was just a commitment to get the brand out there and commit to our positioning of family-friendly, um, you know, programming and how that helped build the brand. Mm. And this, fat, and then fast forward all the way to today, just the ongoing commitment we have to continue, you know, to have something for everybody to evolve with the times. I mean, you can go to our card displays. And find some, you know, a a card that really fits almost Mm -hmm. any, you know, situation in your life, as well as just the commitment we still have to tell people, you know, this is a great category. So that's a very kind of quick overview of of it. But, you know, it was one of those that just every decade there's a good story of what the company did to really kind of pivot the right way at the right Mm -hmm. time. It's a fascinating story, Lindsay, because... I, I just think of the the very powerful brand equity that you guys have. It's it's absolutely astonishing. So, can you talk a little bit about what you're doing this holiday season? I know this is big time for you guys uh, in terms of a lot of uh, what you're going to be selling and and just engaging in the holidays and creating a lot of this delight and joy for your consumers. Yep. 
for sure. Well, first of all, just one little um, segue to what you were just saying there with, you know, our brand. We are so fortunate that, you know, for several years running, you know, studies like Equitrend, et cetera, put mm-hmm. Hallmark, not only, of course, as the number one greeting <laughs> card brand, like you would imagine from your comments earlier, but in the top 1% of brands across all categories. Oh. So that's just something that, you know, we value heavily and are, and are very proud of. And so continue to can continue to invest there. But segueing to holiday, yeah, we have a lot happening right now. So I'll put a plug out there. If you okay. haven't gone and taken a moment to, you know, buy a card for somebody in addition to maybe the card you're sending out to everybody, go buy a card for that special someone in your life and, and take a moment at this time of year to, you know, to tell them they matter because mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's what people are doing right now in our stores. And a few new things that we have going on. Um, one is we are really putting a lot of emphasis behind our premium card line, okay. which is known as Hallmark Signature. Okay. So these are the cards that are honestly beautiful works of art and the kind of card that, you know, someone's going to save forever and oh. is the perfect touch for you know, a really special relationship. And we have a a TV campaign as well as a digital and social campaign that features Gwen Stefani's new holiday album. Nice. We're singing Jingle Bells. We did a Facebook Live event with her the other day. Excellent. Gwen Stefani loves cards, so it was perfect for us to have that time with her. And the other thing I'll highlight is we did this really cool event um, a few weeks ago in New York City with this partner called Improv Everywhere, where we actually you know, grabbed uh, willing participants off the street to come and, you know, whether it was a husband and wife or, you know, uh, two partners or a best friend, a mother, daughter, et cetera. And they actually took a moment to write a card to the other person. And then through this amazing technology, their handwritten words were displayed on this huge screen oh. on the side of a building in New York. Oh. And, People were all gathered around, and we did this video. You can find it out, um, you know, on YouTube and, and social channels, et cetera. So under Hallmark, Improv Everywhere, um, and it just showed how much you can see in real time, how much it meant for somebody to hear the words that are in your heart, but maybe you just don't take the time to say out loud. So that's been really fun in a video that actually the Huffington Post called the most touching video of the season. So oh. been, been been very fun to, to watch you know, in real time, people get to see, okay, it really does matter to give and send a card. So hopefully that inspires others to do the same. Very, very cool. Listeners, if you're just joining us, I am speaking to Lindsay Roy. She is CMO of Greetings Hallmark Cards. Uh, in this role, Lindsay oversees all product development, marketing, and commercialization for Hallmark's core category. In her career, Lindsay has led teams in innovation, digital development, and product merchandising. If you're interested in joining the conversation, I know you're about to buy a card out there. Uh, you can join us and have a question for myself or either uh, Lindsay. Please feel free to give us a call at one eight four four Wharton. That's one eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. Now, Lindsay, I want to sort of jump back into this notion of brand building because I love this idea. And a lot of these interesting real-life activations that you guys are doing to create these wonderful shareable, I guess, moments Uh and creating word of mouth around the category. So what are some of the other kind of cool partnerships that you're doing? This Gwen Stefani thing is awesome, I have to say. Yeah, uh, other you. other in, other sorts of in partnerships you're doing like are you doing things to tap into like influencers and other perhaps you know less kind of celebrity based uh, uh, fans of the brand uh, as compared to Gwen etc other things you're working on. You got it. Yes, we continue to challenge ourselves. I'm sure, like a lot of other companies and listeners, to you know be trying other things and and you know to keep up with the way people are consuming media and you know referrals, et cetera, today. So we do partner with influencers, um, you know, for each of our initiatives. So we have um, constant relationships. One partnership we have this holiday that I didn't mention earlier is with Scary Mommy, who oh. I'm sure a lot of listeners know is you know the number one kind of mommy blogger mm-hmm. and. She's leveraged her own personal insights as a mom, and so we've really let her help lead the conversation. But it's been fun where she's written very authentic and real stories. Wow. The first one that you know comes to mind is last year. She said, you know, instead of trying to get the perfect teacher gift right, mm-hmm. she took a time. She took the time to buy each of her kids' as teachers a card, and she took a lot of time to write in there specific memories of the year and you know the different things that she has witnessed her kids learning from that particular teacher and how that still has 
a reaction when she, you know, goes to a school event or whatnot. Mm -hmm. So really tapping into whether it's Gwen Stefani's holiday memories around greeting cards or, you know, these influencers, everybody has great stories and insights about the card category, which is really cool. And so we use our influencers together to really tell their own stories because the category is so true and authentic. Um, You know, one other thing I'll highlight just kind of in our suite of marketing is we are doing quite a pivot to personalized marketing. Okay. Tell us about this. Yeah, yeah. So we have, uh, you know, the the great benefit of having a really um, deep database since we do have our own stores and we have, you know, um, relationships with customers. Okay. And so we have... How many stores do you have, Lindsay? How many stores? How many stores? We have about 2,000 of them. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. So, you know, those key touch points. And Mm -hmm. so we have, you know, tens of millions of consumers, which I'll tell you, for maybe a retail company or an e-com company, you know, a lot of people have these kind of direct databases. But for a CPG company, Mm -hmm. you know, we're a bit of of a unique unique bird in this, that we have these direct relationships. So we've really been trying to say, how do we start to, you know, really leverage personalized marketing Mm -hmm. and show up to help her or help him, Mm -hmm. you know, have a, um, you know, a more fulfilling life or relationship because our mission is to create a more emotionally connected world. Mm. So to make that real in marketing speak, you know, about 50% of our marketing spend this year is actually on personalized initiatives. And our most successful ones have been on things where, for instance, we might know from our data that your brother's birthday is the second week of August. So imagine, you know, the (laughs) first week of August, we can send you, um, you know, some sort of activation that's, hey, you know, you might want to buy a birthday card for your brother and or we know you love shoebox cards and then it triggers you to remember, oh, yeah, so-and-so's birthday is coming up. And so we are still learning, still, you know, like Mm -hmm. everybody experimenting in this space, but we've seen a lot of good success in personalized marketing. And so that's been a fun um, journey for us that we're planning to really continue in 18 as well. That is absolutely fascinating, Lindsay. Can you talk a little bit about how, how do the cards get created? How do, yeah. how, how, do they, how do they get made? Well, the first thing when we think about creating cards, of course, starts with our creative community. Mm-hmm. You know, Hallmark, this is one of the really fun things I'll say about working here is we have one of the largest on-site creative communities in, in the world, really, in one location. So here in our building in Kansas City, you know, we have almost 1,000 people who, whether they are painting, drawing, writing, graphic design, production design, et cetera, in, in our creative community. So our cards um, come from, you know, the, the hearts and souls of, mm. of these people. And, and, you know, they are leveraging the trend forecast for the year, as well as, you know, past sales history and okay. their own personal experiences. And they put all this into their, you know, magical creative stew uh-huh. and <laughs> then create our individual cards. Mm-hmm. And so we then, of course, there's a, you know, a creative process where they then get productionized and ready to print. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have uh, different partners, including some of our own manufacturing sites that mm. are literally within, you know, an hour of our, of our main building here in Kansas City. And um, we create, you know, those. And we, of course, like all products, give them a demand signal for we think we need to make a little of this one or a lot of that one. And then they end up in our distribution centers and, you know, sent out for birthdays and weddings and, and all oh. the different holidays, et cetera. Gotcha. Uh, let's jump to the phone lines. We have uh, Linda from New York. Hi, Linda. Welcome to the program. Hi, thank you for taking my call. I have a question. I was wondering how you decide um, what categories um, um, you're going to write about. Um, I belong to a 12-step program, Uh and um, I give a lot of cards to people who are celebrating their anniversaries for Al-Anon or for AA or for OA because it seems like when you get into one program, Sometimes you get into another one, and we love to give cards to each other saying congratulations, and sometimes I'll just pick out a card that doesn't say anything, but inside I'll write congratulations mm. um, on your hard work, because they very, work very hard at their programs. Yeah. Well, great question. First of all, speaking of, I don't know if you've heard the first part of our talk here, but speaking of, you know, putting more good in the world, Mm -hmm. thank you for the good you're Mm -hmm. putting in the world. What Mm -hmm. an important, um, you know, passion. So thank you on on behalf of uh, other fellow people who want to, you know, make this world a better place. That is awesome. And, And the fact that you're recognizing people's accomplishments that that is huge. 
you know, whether it's a coworker or somebody, like you said, who just had a key milestone in their program, it means a lot to people. And trust me, from someone who studies this every day, mm. it means a lot to people for their actions to be affirmed. And to your original question about how we decide, you know, we have a couple of things. One is just our ongoing understanding of, of the needs that live in between two humans and relationships. And then we, tr- we continually try to add to that by trying new things, testing new things, talking to our customers, you know, looking at social media and where people are maybe asking us for different things. So one example of some things that we're adding next year is we are launching a new line that is just completely focused on these kinds of situations you're talking about, which are just you know, sort of those out of the blue, just Mm. because kinds of situations where it's take a moment to say congrats or thank you or miss you or, you know, gosh, I love that you or someone who makes me coffee every morning, you know, and and you Mm. leave that on, you Mm -hmm. know, your your, your (laughs) husband's, you know, uh, briefcase or whatever. So we're hearing a lot of people say, I just want more reasons for just because, just like what you're saying. So we're launching a whole new line of more options there. But it's something that we talk about every day. Very, very cool stuff. Thanks for the call, Linda. Thanks, we appreciate Linda. that. Uh, so, oh, wonderful. Thank you. And so, Lindsay, so how do you – it sounds like you are really sort of entrenched in understanding your consumers. You've got big data, sounds like, uh-huh. uh, on on their behaviors. Can you talk a little bit – we're running up on time here. Uh, talk a little bit about how you – do you segment at all by – Usage. So you mentioned like there's a group out there that are heavy users. What are they like? Mm-hmm. like? Have you sort of tried to analyze and describe their personas? What are these people like? Could you right, give us a description? Right. Well, like like all companies, you know, we do like you're mentioning segment, um, you know, from all different kinds of um, mm-hmm. slices and dices. But speci- specifically to your question on kind of describing the ultimate, you know, bullseye of a really heavy greeting card sender. You know, they're exactly who you would imagine them to be. They're the people that we all have in our lives that are, you know, the most caring connectors, (laughs) Mm -hmm. as we would call them. So they're the people that are making sure that, you know, the holidays are planned or everybody's invited, kind of a more the merrier personality. Mm -hmm. They're the person, just like Linda just was on the phone, that always take the time to follow up and, you know, reach out to people, recognize the little things, celebrate the little things. They're the people who really are the hubs of friends and family circles, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And then from that, we have all kinds of different kinds of customers who, you know, express themselves through greeting cards in different ways or at different situations. But the ultimate heavy user can always find a reason, you know, to to put a little love in someone's day. <laughs> very, very cool. So is there a loyalty program that Hallmark does? Like if yes, I buy we do. Mm-hmm. We do have a loyalty program with our stores. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's called the Hallmark Crown Rewards Program. Oh, very, very I'll have very to get cool. you signed up. Yeah, and no, I'm a big <laughs> fan of the brand, obviously, and I just think it's absolutely that fantastic as as i mentioned before it's like you know unless you're living in a cave at some point you've bought somebody a hallmark card uh <laughs> so well good I, it, I i appreciate that as well it sounds like that um you do love the brand and we always want to thank people like you very very cool Lindsay roy thanks so much for coming on our show tonight it was a pleasure to have you Thank you so much for having me, and everyone have a good holiday. Excellent. Listeners, if you want to learn more about Lindsay and what she's doing with Hallmark, all the cool stuff that they're doing, go to hallmark.com or follow them on Twitter at Hallmark, at H-A-L-L-M-A-R-K. Up next, we have Merrily Kick of, wait for it, I have to just keep saying this all night, Buzz Balls. I just I have nothing there. I just like saying buzz balls. But anyway, Mary Lee will be with us and breaking into the holiday spirit with her awesome product called Buzz Balls. You're listening to Marketing Matters. This is Professor Americus Reed, a.k.a. the Segmentation and Targeting Terminator. I'll be back. And this is Business Radio powered by the Wharton School on Sirius XM 111. Wow. My head's bopping here in the studio, guys. Welcome back. I'm Professor Americus Reed. And you know what? It's always a new word, order of marketing here. They call me the founding member of the Four Horsemen of Marketing, a.k.a. the Ric Flair of Biz Radio. Today, I've got the style. 
and profile like never before. This is Sirius XM's Business Radio Channel 111, powered by the Wharton School of Business. Barbara, my co-host, is out today. So, of course, you're riding shotgun with your boy, AR. This is Marketing Matters, the show that proves that the difference between success and failure is your ability to segment, target, position, and message to your consumers. Marketing Matters airs live every Wednesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and is, of course, replayed several times throughout the week. I'm happy to welcome our next guest to the program. This is Marilee Kick, founder and CEO of Buzzballs. Hi, Marilee. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thanks for asking. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. Very, very cool. Now, I got to admit, as I'm learning more about the product, this is really, really cool stuff. This journey that you went through to go from uh, being a high school teacher, just doing your work, to suddenly turning a successful idea into something that blew up, essentially, which you'll tell our listeners about in terms of the specific product itself and all of that. Just take us a little bit through your journey, though, because I find it incredibly fascinating and inspiring. Well, you know, it was more a matter of need mm. for me. It was one of those things, I think, invention is the, you know, it, the necessity is the mother of or inventor, I don't even know how to even say it. It, it, you know, you can, you invent things because you need them, bottom Mm -hmm. line. Mm -hmm. Um, and for me, I was in a bad place at the time I was about to get a divorce. Okay. And, um, for me, it was kind of a a difficult decision because it was, I was a school teacher. I wasn't making a whole lot of money because teachers just don't make money. Mm -hmm. Um, but I loved what I did. Mm -hmm. It's a labor um, of love. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, but I had two high school kids and, you know, I had to find a way to pay for their hockey bills and their tennis and their golf and all these things. And (laughs) I I was thinking, you know, either I'm going to be living under a bridge somewhere, (laughs) an apartment, I'm never going to have any kind of lifestyle whatsoever. I'm going to be constantly broke and paying off their student loans forever. And, you know, we'll Mm -hmm. we'll all be broke. Mm -hmm. So I thought, you know, what goes well, you know, what survives? It makes money in good times and bad. Mm-hmm. And I thought, sex, drugs, <laughs> and booze. Sex, drugs, you know? and booze. And was, right. There yeah, you go. And I thought, well, you know, I can't do the, you know, drugs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love sex, but not going to do it. <laughs> and not going to make a living out of it. Yes. So I thought, booze is a safe bet, you know. Uh-huh, and so uh-huh. I started researching booze. And I was actually, my school where I was teaching said they would pay for my master's degree if oh. I wanted to go get it. Okay. And I said, well, hey, you know, if you're buying, I'll go get it. Got my master's degree. And Buzz Balls was my master's degree thesis project. Oh. And I thought, what a perfect segue into having somebody with, you know, that's a professor help me that's fantastic. build a business plan that I can pitch the bank. So that's how it started. Wow. And so you literally, you wrote a thesis. So what was, give us, give our listeners a sense of what the thesis, uh, it, it tried to delve into. Was it kind of like an analysis of the market? Was it like? It was everything. It was a whole oh, capstone wow. project. Oh, it nice. was um, you know, the whole business plan with executive summary all entailed, not gotcha. just the marketing plan, but the whole structure of the company and how it would be set up and the whole business um, production plan and everything. So um, I had to come up with a way to make this happen. And I had to do the marketing research as well as the food and drug and beverage research as well. So in the taxation and all that. So I came up with the idea um I did the business plan, the financials, the P&L, balance sheet, cash flow, everything. Nice. And then um, my group, you know, I hate working in group projects because I'm kind of a bully, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I'm just not good at it, uh-huh. you know. I just kind of take over and steamroll people. Uh-huh. And you know what, America, I got, uh, this is so embarrassing to even admit, but in my group project, there was like five women uh-huh. and... At the end, you know, we got an A on our project, mm-hmm. which was mostly me doing all the work. Um, <laughs> and and then these girls gave me a B for what? my peer review. There's the a peer... thing called you rate your peers uh-huh. you know, in your group. And, oh, you know, wow. Yeah, so I got a B for my peer review. Well, that B was the thing that bumped me to an 89.5%. As a teacher, you know that that's a B. Yes. You know, and I was like, oh, my God. This is the only B I'm going to get in my master's degree. Uh-huh. Everything else had been A's. And so I was worried. I was terrified that I would get a B in my class that I worked so hard for. Talked to my professor. He was like, no, you know, you've got to learn to be a team player. I'm like, 
screw being a team player. I have worked so hard on this. And you know I did all this. Anyway, went through the whole deal with them. And you know what? He gave me an A. Oh. And then about two years later, when I had I had already launched the brand, mm-hmm. took it on my own, developed this brand, and took it live, right? Wow. I took every single penny I had and developed this company. And while my husband was out playing golf and doing all his things, I was taking my little $3,000 a month that I was making as a teacher, wow. that was my whole monthly pay, mm-hmm. and that was paying for this warehouse. Wow. So I would go in on weekends and paint and clean the floors and replace doorknobs and, you know, decorate and go to auctions and buy stuff, you know, that I could afford to put in this place to get it all set up and ready to go, you know. Anyway, wow. got the thing set up. Didn't even tell my husband I had it until <laughs> after I got um, approved to get an SBA loan. Finally, this bank came in and said that they believed in me and they came in one rainy night. I showed them pictures of how my machinery should be set up. Wow. I showed them examples of the product that I was going to make. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, and I've got a distributor here, Glazier's southern glaciers that will will buy my product so if you will invest in me i've got a buyer wow and uh so yeah that's incredible there took it into the market and i had done all the research and everything got it live and um the the death blow was my husband was supposed to sign the paperwork for the sba loan because he made all the money and i only made easily 50 grand a year gotcha he was a guarantor on the loan yeah yeah Wow. And I thought, here's here's where it all comes to roost right here. He's going to, like, give me the death blow and say no. Um, he basically said, no, I don't want you investing any of our money. I don't want you investing um, my 401K, my this, my that, you know. And I'm just like, well, shit, I don't have anything, you know. So what <laughs> uh-huh. am I going to do, uh-huh. you know. So wow. um, I had some inheritance money, okay. and I used it, and I hid it. I hid it wow. in the back of this clock uh-huh. in the living room, and I had, like, $28,000 that I'd saved up. Uh-huh. And I use that plus every penny I ever made. That is incredible. Where? How does how does a, a high school teacher get the guts to to take on risk like this? To say, "Hey, I'm throwing caution to the wind." Yeah, I didn't have a choice. Okay. You know, I remember laying Necessity. there at night one night, America, I was in, in bed with him. You know, and I was going, "Oh my God!" You know, <laughs> I'm going to have to sign the lease uh-huh. on this warehouse, and there's no turning back. Right. You know, I mean, my all my money, all my energy has to make this work. I cannot fail. Interesting. You know, and when you have those odds in front of you that you can't fail because mm-hmm. you just can't let it happen. Because There's no choice. The, yeah. You know, so you just make yourself stay up late. You make yourself work hard. You make yourself do the work and research and, and get it right. And you make friends with all the right people. Wow. That is absolutely incredible, Marilee. I'm actually, I'm so, my wonderful producer, Michelle Stucker, just handed me an actual buzz balls. Uh, so I'm super excited. I'm going to slam that down a little bit. Uh, but for our listeners, <laughs> could you t- tell us a little bit more about the product, like what it is? Uh, you're, the story that I read online was just absolutely incredible about how the the genesis of the idea itself kind of came about. You were sitting by the pool. Talk us through that aha moment. Yeah. Well, okay. So I knew I had to do something right. So I, I I created a booze product, and I wanted to create something called a party ball, a round ball. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It looked like a votive candle that I had sitting next to me next to the pool. Mm-hmm. And and so I went to a, a food manufacturing company in Dallas, and I asked this guy named John Sheets. I said, can I come in and see your warehouse? Can I see how a food facility, a filling, packing plant works? Mm-hmm. And so he took me through the whole deal. I saw it, and I said, I, I want to make this round ball, like a party ball with mm-hmm. a lid on it. It makes like a sippy cup type of lid. And he goes, I've never seen anything like this. This would be kind of interesting. And so I found some mold makers, some injection mold guys, and I had them wow. build me a prototype. And it cost me like 1500 bucks, but developed the prototype of the ball. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what? I found out that nobody in America wanted to work with me because I was going to only make 100 or 200 of these things to start with. They okay. wanted me to make 100 gotcha. or 200,000. 200,000, right. Economies of scale, et cetera, et cetera. And I couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. You know? So I'm like, okay, well, what am I going to do? So I looked online. There's um, this site called Alibaba. And yes. Alibaba is great because it's got all of the different countries. It's kind of like a big, huge eBay mm-hmm. for manufacturers. Mm-hmm. And you can go out there and find somebody that makes cuckoo clocks to plastic items. And most plastic comes out of China. 
Um, and I thought, okay, well, how do I get it here? And being a teacher of international business, I knew about harmonized tax codes and shipping rules oh, and all of those kinds of things. I see and, the connection now. You, know, you just go through and learn it all. But anyway, the Genesis, how did I create it? It was actually my son and I sitting in the pool <laughs> creating cocktail names and colors of the balls and how are they going to look. It's basically a ball about the size of an orange mm-hmm. with a pop-top lid on it. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks like a beer can lid or a Coke can lid yes. mm-hmm. um, that is seamed to this plastic container. So when we brought out with this, came out with it, we were the first plastic can in America. Uh-huh. And I came up with oh. the idea because I went into Walmart, got a tennis container, and the tennis ball container had an aluminum lid on a plastic body. Mm. And I thought, well, shoot, if they can do it and it can hold pressure, then mine can hold pressure and, um, you know, have a carbonated drink inside of it, perhaps, Mm -hmm. you know. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, lots of science went into it. It was fun. That is absolutely incredible. And what I really love about the product, listeners, by the way, you should jump to buzzballs.com. That's B-U-Z-Z-B-A-L-L-Z.com and check out this product. This is absolutely incredible. It's really, really cool. Now, did you? is this patented? Do you have, Can any, no one can copy this round plastic? How does this right. work? Is, is yeah, this? I had to get a patent on it. And okay. I've got trademarks on the names and, um, you know, patents, design patents, utility patents. Um you know, we've got all that. That took years to set up as mm. well. And we're seven years in now on wow. this company. Um, and, you know, it's a it's an amazing story of, you know, willpower. And now we're up to 70 employees. And, 70 um, employees. 70 employees wow. operating in 42 states. And then we just started selling internationally to um, Hong Kong, Taiwan, China, Puerto Rico, Puerto Bermuda. Rico. Wow. And you're based yeah. in Carrollton, Texas. Is that where the company is based? Yeah, it's a suburb of Dallas. Okay. And what made, what, why, how did you choose that location? Well, my distributor, the guy that I beat down, basically, <laughs> I called him every day and, you know, just relentless, mm-hmm. you know, like, please take in my product, please take in my product. And after the third time, he finally said, okay, I'll bring it in. And so, um, you know, I, 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 I had to have a distributor. There were only two of them in the whole state that really distributed wine and spirits. So mm-hmm. um, this one guy said that he'd do it. His name was Blair Casey, and he had been with Gallo and Glaziers and um, brought in my brand. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, brought it in and started it up. And, um, you know, at first I was such a tiny, tiny brand that, you know, they had bigger fish to fry, and I wasn't on the top of their mind. Even after I did a kickoff with the sales team, it was like they just brought me in, I thought, just to kill it, you know. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. so what I did was I went out and I sold it myself. And I created um, sell sheets, and I created mailing labels, and I discovered off the TABC wow. website, the Texas Alcoholic Beverage Commission website, that I could download every single person that had a retail store that was a liquor store or a convenience store. Mm. And I, I wrote them all. <laughs> I spent weekends writing to all of them and saying, here's my brand, here's pictures of my product, try it. I got 15 flavors. They're all cocktail names, pina coladas, and you know, <laughs> lata colada, and strawberries, uh-huh. and uh, Tealicious. I'm, hold, I'm actually tea-licious. holding Tealicious in my hand as we speak. Yeah, that tastes yeah. like an Arnold Palmer. We've nice. got um, one called Chalk Teas that tastes like a mud a, a mudslide. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of a White Russian. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit like Bailey's. You know, so I mean, we have a lot of different flavors, but we've got wine based ones, spirit based ones, um, and they sell for about two dollars and ninety nine cents on $2.99. the shelf. So. Okay. Okay. And how many? And where are you guys in terms of distribution? Like, what types of places? It's easy to pick you guys up? Well, okay, so we sell anywhere from a convenience store to um, a big arena, like American Airlines Center in Dallas. Wow. We sell there. We have bars. But we don't just sell buzzballs. So we we have grocery stores, um, convenience stores, liquor stores, mom and pops, and then big arenas. We also sell on Spirit Airlines. Um, oh, LSD Sky Shops has us there. Nice. Um, and we sell on Philippine Airlines, um, and Cebu Pacific is the name of that one. And um, you know, so I mean, we we're we're out there, um, but you know, I mean, it, it's it's a it's a mm-hmm. it's a push, you know, to to get it into all these other foreign countries. Mm-hmm. But we also sell spirits as well. So our company doesn't just make buzz balls; we make vodka, rum, gin, bourbon, oh. and like Crooked Fox Bourbon, for nice. example, is ours. Okay. And 
13 Kings vodka. So, like, we have other things that we make. Gotcha. And then we also do some non-alcoholic beverages as well. So I don't want to be a jack-of-all-trades, but but we are doing some energy drinks. Oh, um, okay. For GNC, the supplements company. Gotcha. We have kosher products as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so... Very, very cool stuff. Listeners, if you're just joining us, uh, I am speaking to Marilee Kick. She is founder and CEO of Buzzballs. You can check out Buzzballs at buzzballs.com. That's B-U-Z-Z-B-A-L-L-Z.com. Very fascinating product. Uh, If you're interested in joining the conversation, Marilee is an entrepreneur extraordinaire and basically got out there, hustled and did the grind and made shit happen which we absolutely love uh, in terms of just getting out there, doing the marketing, doing the work. If you have a question for Marilee or myself in terms of how to start a beverage company, how to think through the process, uh, the right marketing to try uh, to think about in terms of doing, please feel free to give us a call at one eight four four wharton That's one eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. Now, Marilee, I have to say that let me ask you, about these other categories that you are also working in in terms of energy drinks and other things, do you maintain the 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 same shape of the of the product? Is that sort of the the hallmark of the brand, if you will? Is that across no, all of these different? Okay. You know, buzz balls look like a ball. They give you a buzz, and mm-hmm. and that's the greatness of that brand name. You know, it they don't forget that brand name because it looks like a ball. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, it it's not easy to forget that name. Um, our other stuff comes in its own types of bottles, so like a liquor bottle, um, gotcha. plastic bottles, you know, those kinds of things. So they, they're they're more standard. And and some of that stuff is private label stuff, too. It's not stuff that we're, you know, launching for our own company, but, but the spirit line is for our own company. But gotcha. the energy drinks are not. I see. I see. So it's a, it's, a, it's a bit of a partnership and or collaboration across these different brands, if you will. Yeah, it is. You know, and I also wanted to throw out there, I know I threw my husband under the bus. But, um, <laughs> it's okay. It's nice and warm down there under the bus, so. <laughs> we are, we're still together after all these years, oh. you know. We've, we've made it through. So, nice. you know, good things can happen. I think that, you know, it's, when you build your own business and you develop your own identity and mm-hmm. and do your own things and you're happier, I think that also helps with the relationship side of things as well. So. Oh, very, very cool. Ladies and germs, I have to do an unveiling of the buzz balls live on the air. I'm very fortunate because Marilee has been kind enough to join us and give us her wisdom. And so I have to absolutely do a review on the, on the air live of buzz okay. balls. Tealicious. So oh, are they? Okay. That's good. I need something strong right about now. If you can hear this, ladies and gentlemen, uh Oh, there you have it. So here we go. <laughs> Still over there. Ah, Whoa. Wow. That was fantastic. I think I am ready to go pontificate, Marilee. This is this is wonderful. Wow, that was very, very good. That was absolutely I hope I'm okay. I hope it's okay if I'm drinking alcohol live on the air. Uh I'm getting a thumbs up from the producer, so hopefully I won't uh, be getting in any trouble. That was fantastic. Delicious. Wow. That is absolutely incredible. And I would imagine that on an airplane that's a fantastic sort of, you know, place to sell these these guys, right? You know, airplanes are great because it's one of those places where you just want a little buzz and you don't want to feel full and have to go to the bathroom all the time. And they're small enough, but they're strong enough to give you the buzz without the bathroom yes, break. They are very, very strong. This is absolutely fascinating. So talk a little bit, uh, Marilee, about your approach to marketing. How do you how do you build the brand? How do you get it out there? Is it just boots on the ground? Is it how do you how do you do this? Do you do partnerships well, a lot with other? Of it is, mm-hmm. You know, the the placement of the brand. You know, putting it right up front by the register helps. You know, on these specialized racks that we build. Um, you know, it's a point of purchase right there at the at, at the register. You know, they see them and they go, "Oh, this is cute. What's this? Is this a candle?" And they pick it up and <laughs> and it, and it's a. And you say, "No, ma'am, it's a." a ball that gets you buzzed. Oh, that's so cute. (laughs) Do you have any cold ones? And then, sure, we send them to the cool box, you know, to get some out of the fridge, you know. And Mm -hmm. um, so so that's one way is just, you know, showing them the product because it's so cute. That's the impulse buy of it all. It's an impulse product. At $2.99, it's, you know, it's not expensive, so they can buy it. Um, People buy them for stocking stuffers, you know, at that time of year. Um, you know, they decorate them as ornaments after they've drank them. Gotcha. Um, you know, we've got all these different flavors. We take them to the jacuzzi. It's not glass. Mm-hmm. 
you know. So it's, they take them camping, you know, because they don't break. They don't have to be refrigerated. You can pour them over ice. You know, oh, so. right. So are you, are you doing anything, Merrily, special? This is a holiday special program we're doing today. Are oh. Anything for the holidays that Buzzballs and other uh, brands in the portfolio are doing that you want to tell our listeners about? Well, in some of the places like Total Wine um, is one of our, our big retailers. They have Christmas trees up, you know, that we have created, you know, point of sale types of um, merchandising racks that have Christmas trees on them. You know, we put the buzz balls and we also have these buzz ball biggies, which are like Ooh. nine or ten buzz balls in a giant ball. It's like bowling ball size. And, um, <laughs> I need and one of those. <laughs> you know, they're awesome. Yeah. So Costco's been selling those. Nice. Um, Bonds Albertsons out in Cali. California has been mm-hmm. selling those, um, you know, and those are a lot of fun, you know, so it's like you put them in the fridge, you shake them up and you've got your instant margarita or mm. your instant mudslide, you know, so for the holidays, we put little Santa caps on them and use them as gifts and, you know, Santa Claus stuff, stocking stuffers and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So what's coming up like in the near future for buzz balls and your company more generally, like what are some of the trends you're interested in? We're right about three minutes left or so. So yeah, talk okay, a little bit so about one the of future. Our new things that's coming out. Um, we were going to call it a buzz tall, but I think we're going to call it something else now, but uptown cocktails. It's a tall skinny can. If you can think of like a tall red bull can, mm-hmm. um, uptown cocktails. Skinny. Yeah. And uh-huh. they're going to have a, a can lid still on them, but they're going to be plastic, not aluminum. So you'll be able to see through them, mm-hmm. and um, there'll be more classic styles and more um, geared toward the grocery shopping mom. I see. You know, so. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And any, uh, do you do anything with digital? So I went to the website. Website is f- absolutely fabulous. Um, we, we do digital billboards. <laughs> you know. <laughs> nice. Nice. We have a lot of billboards. And, and with the buzz balls, we're really kind of racy with them. We have one called Friends with Benefits, and it's, two balls next to each other we had one in 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 san francisco that said taste our ball you know (laughs) you're not afraid to be edgy right merrily you just got to get out there and and just like create the awareness and create a bit of provocative you know be a bit provocative right yeah you know it's fun and you know it makes people laugh and then they remember it but you know i mean in in seriousness it's 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 a an impulse buy it's a fun buy it does get you a little bit buzzed mm-hmm. um but it's fun you know and it's an alternative to a you know a beer yes i think that's what's really cool about it. i'm actually quite buzzed right now uh <laughs> <laughs> after having slammed down this absolutely fabulous delicious um, so, <laughs> so it, it, it sounds that, you know, part of what you're, the story here you're telling us merrily is that, you know, what I love about this is like from a marketing perspective and also from you, the perspective of you hustling and doing your grind, following this dream and really making, making it happen and very, very impressive, very inspiring. Uh, I'm sure to myself, uh, well, definitely for myself, but I'm sure to my, my listeners as well. So I want to thank you so much, uh, for joining us tonight. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. You Thanks. guys have a good holiday. Thanks a lot. We appreciate it, Marilee. It was great having you, and we hope to have you back. You are fabulous. Uh, listeners, you. if you're interested in learning more about Marilee, head to BuzzBalls. I've said it now four times, B-U-Z-Z-B-A-L-L-Z.com. This product is absolutely incredible. I'm, like, buzzed and, like, just, like, ready to just party now. Uh, or you can follow BuzzBalls on Twitter, at BuzzBalls. That's at B-U-Z-Z. B-A-L-L-Z. When we come back, we'll have Steve Wansink, the crisis management guru, our old friend. He is the associate vice president of Braithwaite Communications, and he'll be joining us to talk about the biggest blunders of 2017. You're listening to Marketing Matters. I'm Americus Reed, And, of course, this is Business Radio on Sirius XM, channel 111. For more insight from Business Radio... Please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.